Thank you for <laughs> thank you for calling. Goodbye. 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 So this goodbye. Hello. Hello? Or, or our entrance could just be us being like fucking. So this is sixty one. Are you sure? Made a mistake. What if it's not sixty one? What if it's not? <laughs> what if it's not? Because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're doing anymore. Oh. Dude, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Let's start this. Should I just do it or because we're both because we're fuck ups from another? I don't know where I was going with that. Um, another level. We're stupid. We're so stupid. Either way, it's I'm sorry. What the podcast? Right? Right? I mean, it's fine. Are we? But is it? Is this? Is this what this is? Where is are we? Real? Who is am this? I? Real life. Who oh, look, the world of imagination. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I was starting to do the Willy Wonka and then I forgot the tune and how it went. So I just kind of. The world of pure imagination. There we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> All Silly. right. Well, Silly Willy. You're a s- Willy Wonka. <laughs> Okay, welcome to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Amanda. I'm Christina. And apparently, <laughs> it's episode 61. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's episode 61. So, um, turns out we don't know how to count. Uh, no, math but, you is know, not our, my forte. Fuck it, you know what I mean? No, fuck it, man. Shit, who cares what episode it is? It's still us. Face the damn microphone, kid. You keep petering out. <laughs> Don't tell me how to podcast, you big old Betty. I'm just saying, you're like, you know, just like, well, because we're going to get the ring about it. I was like, I can't hear you when you turn around. I can't. Why are you facing away from me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How you doing? It's been a I'm... couple days. It's been a beat. I'm I'm okay, I guess. Oh wow. If that didn't sound Eeyore-esque, I don't know what did. I'm, I'm gonna right. pin my tail on. <laughs> oh. Listen, Eeyore's friends never gave him shit for being depressed. They just let him be. Which I don't know is healthy. I mean, I feel like would have at least tried to intervene at some point. They did try to make him happy and make him do things. But they never made him feel bad for feeling bad. Well, good for Eeyore. I'm just I'm saying. not Piglet or Winnie the Pooh. Snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just saying that's cartoon. We gotta do a podcast. <laughs> We're recording. People are gonna listen to this and <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> um, um so you're having surgery. Yeah, I gotta yes <laughs> since it got canceled before yeah i got a call to on it it's been a whirlwind uh i got a call on <laughs> thursday and the nurse was like well we're just putting feelers out there trying to figure where everybody's at that had scheduled you were the first person to can that we had to cancel out Ooh, that was a weird burp i wasn't expecting um <laughs> whoop you do <laughs> uh you were the first person we had to cancel on so you're the first person we're calling we're still not quite sure like what the whole procedure is and everything but you know we're just trying to figure out are you open and I was like yeah let's do I'll just do the first available like figuring it was gonna be a week for them to get it figured out she's like okay sounds good I'll give you a call when we get it figured out I leave work go to Casco um and I'm getting toilet paper and dog food because those are the staples of life. And, um, no, that's weird. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, I mean, I disagree, but whatever. I disagree, but continue with your story. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> your look was passive aggressive. I could hear the comment happening, but <laughs> disagree. I'm trying but to be a nicer fun. person. Uh, <laughs> um and so she calls me and she's like okay let's get this scheduled and I'm like oh you mean like next Thursday like seven days so I've got I've got six days to figure out 
everything that I was planning in my head to try and get done in the next six to eight weeks done in six days. Okay, <laughs> let's breathe. <laughs> so I've just been like, I had today off, so I, but I still had to go to work, talk to HR, get all the paperwork, submit all the paperwork, do all the insurance shit, get everything figured out. And the best part, I have to go on my th- surgery is not till Thursday, but I have to go on Monday, do my co my pre-op, have to get a COVID test again. So yep. they get to, uh, that's not something I would like to stop. I'm doing. just going to feel your brain quick. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could have a visual right now. <laughs> You're doing it. I was like, stop getting close to the camera. It's creeping me out. <laughs> I'm just going to feel your brain right quick. <laughs> they're gonna mummify me i know it but then i have to go into quarantine until thursday i'm like supposed to lock myself in the bedroom and stay away from everybody and wear a mask if i can't stay away from them and i'm just like oh god i'm so, so <laughs> and then i'm out we are uh for six to eight weeks minimum um, I'm hoping it'll be less depending on how much of a reconstruction they have to do on my ankle. I won't have a monkey foot anymore. Good. Yeah. Freaks me out. I mean, the other one can still bend pretty far, but this guy folds freaking flat to the side. Folds yeah. in half. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been my very eventful last day and a half. How How have you been? Um, I've been fine. Uh, nothing too crazy to report. <laughs> That's it. I mean, still working. Still doing working. Mary Kay. Buy Mary Kay from Amanda. She can sell it from all over the world, guys. It's true. It's kind of cool right now because everything's virtual. So I can legitimately like reach out to my my online friends and be like hi you want to do a virtual facial i can mail you samples and we could just do it yeah and it's uh the face wash stuff is the bomb.com that's my favorite product <laughs> the bomb and the makeup bomb. remover the makeup remover we're just doing a little plug for amanda's business the makeup <laughs> remover the uh face wash and the lotion for the face are my I don't know. my I top guess- three my favorite so <laughs> all right uh, all right so yeah it's been uneventful man um, life is boring got it shall yep. we <laughs> check tell me your story <laughs> tell you my story oh oh okay uh, <laughs> talked me into it <laughs> okay god that's how today's gonna go all right so uh, this is a story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. I'm sorry. That's just the way I was going to start. Well, she looks so sad, sad in photographs. I absolutely love her when she like smiles. Okay, that's the exact opposite of what's about to happen here. So, Okay, so uh, no more jokes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a serial killer in Mexico City. Okay. So from 1995 to like 2001-ish. There were uh, numerous elderly, like, unnamed victims that were robbed. So it started with robbing of unnamed, of elderly people. Okay. Um, then brutal murders of uh, elderly people began to, and increased in 1998. Okay. Um, there was press speculation that there was a serial killer running around... Mexico City, and they dubbed them El Matavejitas, which is, I couldn't find the actual literal translation of Matavejitas, but basically it was the old lady killer is what they were referring to it. Okay, makes sense. So um, Mexico City police denied any connection between the crimes and the number of people were imprisoned for the different murders. So they were saying it's not a serial killer, it's individual killers, they're being imprisoned, the press is lying, it's not a serial killer. Okay. Uh, then on November 25th, 2002, Maria de la Luis Gonzalez Anya 
uh, who was 64, was beaten and manually strangled. And okay. uh, by November of 2003, which was about a year later, uh, police had enough evidence and witness testimonies to believe that it was a serial killer. So they finally admitted there was a serial killer running around. They're finally like, okay, you're right, we have an issue. Yes. Um, the witness testimonies stated that it, they saw a tall person with rough um factions who was posing as a city council nurse or a social worker to gain the victim's trust the police were actually reluctant to make those statements public uh because there was like political infighting going on about the matafajitas case and the old lady killings that were happening the capitals city council were arguing with the mayoral candidates saying that they weren't he wasn't capable of handling the serial killers and then he was arguing back that this wouldn't have happened under his watch and so there was a lot of political infighting that around these killings so the police were trying to not make it public knowledge and make it more political i guess so then okay so there was just like a whole bunch of just like nonsense basically there's a lot of finger pointing for no apparent reason yes it seems like so throughout the years of 2003 i'm about to name a whole list of victims because it's just gonna rattle off uh so march 2nd uh gilarmina liana first off i apologize if i don't pronounce these right (laughs) i'm trying March 2nd, uh, Guilamina Liana Orpeza, who was 84, was found manually strangled. And this is all in 2003. Then okay. July of 25, 20, July of 25, July 25th, uh, <laughs> Maria Guadalupe Aguilera Cortina, who was 86, was found strangled. Then October 9th, a Maria Guadalupe de la Vega Morales, 87, uh, she had fractured arms, was tied up, and was fatally strangled. October 24th, Maria de Carmen Munoz Cote de Galvin, 78, was strangled with a stethoscope. They all have a lot of names, too. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 4th, um, La- Lucretia Elsa Calvo uh, Moroccan, 85, was strangled with a cord. November 19th, Natalia Torres Castro, 85, was strangled with a ligature. And then November 28th, Alicia Cota Ducoyne, 76, was strangled with a ligature. So then that happened from March to November. They were all found strangled, basically. And then in December, the police finally released a wanted poster with two eyewitness sketches of the Matavejitas. One was more feminine and the other one was more masculine looking but the sketches were labeled as persons of interest only, and there was no mention of their clothing. However, um, it, it took until 2004 to, for police to actually publicly admit that there was a serial killer. Really? Yes. So wow. from, I'm not, from February 20, or from February of 2004 to November of 2004, there was 15 more murders. Holy shit. And I'm not going to continue to read all their names because it's going to be a really boring story with me just rattling off names. Mm-hmm. But they were from the ages of 74 to 89 or 92. All of them were either beaten and strangled, beaten and strangled with a cord, uh, beaten and strangled with a stethoscope, with a belt. One of them was smothered with a pillow. Uh, one had their neck snapped. And one was had uh well like they could tell that their body had been slammed and there were broken bones and then they were strangled with cords. So this is somebody who likes to be like hands on right up there while he's killing these women. Yes. Ugh. So then in two thousand and five there were two more murders. One was strangled with pantyhose. The other one was strangled, but they weren't. They couldn't determine which was. Which it what what okay. it was. The attacks continued in range and frequency, and they increased. Uh, the times when the murders occurred changed from daytime to nighttime. There was a then the killing of eighty-two-year-old Carmen Camila Gonzalez Miguel um, occurred on September twenty-eighth, two thousand and five. 
She was a prominent upper-class woman and the mother, mother of a prominent Mexican criminologist, Luis Rafael Gonzalez. And that spurred the police kind of into, into um, taking action. They created a special commission called Operation Parks and Gardens, where officers patrolled the areas where the killer was active, where the activity had increased. Okay. Um, they passed out pamphlets advising the elder- elderly to be wary of strangers, um, along with news sketches, and the police even paid elderly women to act as bait in park areas, which was actually heavily criticized, obviously, because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they also announced that they were looking for a homosexual man, transvestite, or transgendered, and had arrested multiple transvestite prostitutes who were all released when their prints didn't match those collected from the crime scene so they were like heavily blaming this on the transvestite population because it was the witnesses that they saw like leaving the scene or leaving the house or they described it as feminine but also very masculine so most likely a man dressed as a woman right okay but they 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 focused very heavily on like the transvestite gay population. Uh, the police also did request collaboration from the French French police uh, because there was another uh, serial killer in France who I was actually researching to maybe do in a f- future episode who was Thierry Paulin, and he okay. was actually a transvestite who was a murderer. Oh, okay. So they were kind of comparing it to that case and um really focusing on that aspect so then from uh april to october of 2005 there were another hold on one second 14 murders dang and these they're going from um there's like five in april then there's three in june two in july four in august and they're like august 9th august 11th august 15th um april was 13th 14th 19th 20th so it's um, revving up yes and uh there then there was one in there was two in september one in october they're all in the same age range like 70s to late 80s they were all killed by either unknown causes um and i i believe they were um a lot of it is the killer was basically just they weren't he wasn't they weren't bringing a murder weapon they were m- strangling them with what they had at the house right that they were killing coming them. in because coming in unassumingly and using what they can find to do the job that sounds terrible but for real right like um maria elise perez moreno was strangled with a pantyhose then fatally beaten when she would put up a fight um there was uh celia villas who was 78 she was beaten and strangled with a wire another woman was strangled with a stethoscope um one was strangled with a bathrobe belt unknown ligatures one was beaten to death um one was strangled with a bandana and set on fire Um, on fire yes what the fuck that's a little bit weird compared to the rest yeah it was just they were very violent and um seems like it's getting more and more right aggressive Oofta. okay okay so the the lack of after october though the murders kind of stopped you know what just hit me what these are all such old fragile ladies like yeah it's sad. it's, it, it's like, so sad mm-hmm. i was just thinking about it i'm like oh my god 70s to 80s mm-hmm. holy shit all of a sudden Grandma! it just me and i was like what can you imagine oh, slamming her down that's mm-hmm. the one that popped into my head like the broken bones showing that oh my yeah god. i'm sorry that was just like a weird like moment of like okay Wait, this these, is a real story these are grandmas yeah it's sad <sighs> So, wow, okay. After October, the murders like slowed down. So, the lack of murders after October made investigators consider that the killer may have committed suicide, may have been in prison, um, maybe they had already arrested them for something else. They okay. couldn't really, they weren't sure. But then, uh, January 25th of 2006, 
a woman was seen by a tenant as she left a murder scene of landlady Ana Maria de los Reyes Alfaro, and she was arrested by a passing police patrol. And the woman was Juana Barza, who was a Mexican former professional wrestler named La Dama de Silencio, which means the Lady of Silence. Ah, so it was like a beefy woman? Yes. Wow, okay. Um, Then the Lady of Silence was an alias she chose in reference because she was super shy and very quiet. You know what? I think obviously not detailed since i was Mm -hmm. totally like in the dark until just now when you said the lady wrestler i'm like i think i've seen like bits and pieces on like the list of crazy weird things yes okay okay oh stop punching your shit little peen won't stay in the hole (laughs) in that hole you little peen in that hole you little peen Can you please say that to Chris next time you guys are about to do it? Get in the hole, you little peen. Please get in that hole, you little peen. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be helpful saying little peen. <laughs> oh, we're I'll just done like... now? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that seems unnecessary. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, in. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> get in the hole, you little peen. Oh, you little peen. <laughs> <laughs> god we're dumb hey just so you guys because you're not gonna understand what happened my headphone my mic or my headphone jack fell out of my microphone and that's what we were talking about but come on get in the hole you little peen (laughs) get in the hole you little peen okay (laughs) god can't stop saying it now okay so uh mexico (laughs) prosecutors and police were able to determine that the fingerprint evidence left linked barza to at least 10 murders of the as many as 40 murders that were attributed to her. Uh, The wrestler is said to have confessed to murdering Alfaro and three other women, but denied involvement in any of the other killings. Um, And then, though Barraza was a... I I think her name is Barraza, actually. It's B-A-R-R-A-Z-A. And when I was, like, watching different things, it was pronounced different ways based on what I was watching. Barraza? Barraza? Yeah, I think it's Barraza. Okay. But it could be Barza. I think either. I'm, I'm going to go with Barza. You know, I'm just going to. Good. Fuck it. Fucking just right. decide. She killed like 50 grandmas. I don't give a fuck what her name is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, though she was illiterate, a search of her home found a trophy room with newspaper clippings of the murders, along with objects taken from the victims and an altar uh, to Jesus Malverde and Santa Morita, two folk saints um, commonly venerated by Mexican criminals. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was also made to pose next to a bust and eyewitness sketches of Mata Vejitas, and it was criticized as misleading the public into thinking that police had been uh, in the right trail to finding her all along. Um, there was a lot of criti- heavily criticized was this police investigation that was worded weird for my yoda um <laughs> i mean i got it but... I, it's fine <laughs> um because they had focused so heavily on the gay and uh lgbtq whatever however many letters Plus, are in that now um yeah. <laughs> i'm so insensitive i'm sorry i anyway they were so heavily focused on that community and like especially like transgender and transvestite people and it was just a butch chick all along like they they had focused on that so heavily that they weren't open to any other options well and that's where that like um what is it i'm terrible i'm like what is it called when you're against one group just because of that group well, you can't ask it that way biased no but i mean uh, um prejudice? Prejudice. there you go i was like prejudice. um first of all don't ask it that way because i couldn't understand a fucking word <laughs> what <laughs> i'm sorry what yeah okay. no that was like that just shows how prejudiced they were they're like oh it's a, per- a guy that looks like a girl let's go ahead and go after every single person instead of being open to like looking at more details right Oh, okay. 
I'm all rosy now. I'm drinking <laughs> my beer and it's like instantly makes my face all warm. <laughs> um, in reality, though, she had been previously at a police station and was even interviewed on a TV program about wrestling just one week before her arrest. And oh they had God. no idea it was her. That's so, creepy. I don't like that. Yeah. So they had been using two profiles of the killer, which contradicted each other. Uh, physical one based on eyewitness accounts described the killer as a man dressed as a woman or a robust woman dressed in white um, with a robust complexion, light brown, oval face, wide cheeks, blonde hair, and delineated eyebrows. That's how it's very robust. <laughs> Don't ever describe me as robust, okay? <laughs> call me robust and be like i'm gonna punch you square in the face very rotund (laughs) fuck you hey fuck you (laughs) very robust then a (laughs) you're very robust that's not a compliment thank you thank you so uh mexico the other profile um was i scrolled up okay sorry the other profile was a psychological one that was developed by the mexican department of justice and they uh developed it or the description was a man of homosexual preferences victim of childhood physical abuse lived surrounded by women he could have had a grandmother or lived in with an elderly person has resentment to that feminine figure and possesses great intelligence a little background on Juana Barza. So she was born in Hidalgo, a rural area north of Mexico City. Uh, her mother was an alcoholic who reportedly exchanged her for three beers to a man who repeatedly raped her in his care when she was a young teen. I think she was like 12. Um, oh my God. She actually eventually became pregnant with his son. Uh, she ended up having four children in total, although her eldest son died from injuries uh, after he was mugged. Prior to her arrest, like I had said, she was a professional wrestler. She went by the Lady of Silence. She had, um, she loved Lucha Libre, um, mm-hmm. which was a form of Mexican masked professional wrestling. Uh, yep. During um, the 1980s and 1990s, she held a variety of jobs and toured Central Mexico as the Lady of Silence. Um, in 1995, she was short on cash after the birth of her fourth child and began to steal from shops and later evolved to burglarizing homes. Oh, those burglaries that were happening in yeah. the beginning for those years beforehand 1980s to 1990s um in 1996 she and a friend figured out a plan to steal from the elderly uh the two dressed in white clothes and pretended to be nurses in order to gain access to the homes of elderly people living alone and then robbed them once they were inside however her friend was also in a relationship with a corrupt federal police officer and they concocted another plan basically to extort Barza. And so she lost everything she had robbed from them because she had to pay them to keep quiet. Um, Uh, I tell you, Mexican politics, man, they have been mm -hmm. fucked in the, like, past. Yes. Slash always. So then uh, in 2000, she retired from wrestling and she, where she regularly earned 300 to 500 pesos per fight um, she lost that money and her situation became desperate and that was when she uh, attacked her verse, first victim Maria de la Louise Gonzalez in November of 2002. Okay so that was like her not breaking point but that like s- final snap happened. Right so the snap that happened that she went into her apartment and Gonzalez made a comment that Bar that Barza considered derogatory. She was infuriated and then beat Gonzalez before fatally strangling her with her bare hands uh, and then robbed her. And then um, she did not kill again for another three months. So her MO was she would approach her victims on the street or knocked on their door pretending to be a city council nurse or a social worker. She would disguise herself by simply dressing in white clothes, but then uh, acquired a genuine nurse's uniform. Uh, based on her victim's wealth she would gain their trust and kind of come back to their homes 
she would go back and forth it wouldn't just happen like she'd knock on their door and murder them she would like gain access to them and get you get them used to her being around and kind of so i think she could get access to her homes and see the kind of wealth they had interesting um so she would return to their homes by offering massages or help in obtaining medicines and subsidies Um, then once her victims became distracted and or comfortable with her and then they were distracted she would strangle them directly if not she would beat them first using moves learned in her wrestling career imagine that she Uh, carried a bag of medical tools as part of her disguise she usually strangled her victims manually or with a ligature taken from the victim's own home which she would then leave at the crime scene Uh, she would then rob them mostly for her own gain and then she would also keep some items as trophies so she was tried in the spring of 2008 a couple of articles said her trial only lasted 30 minutes but i couldn't like confirm that okay Um, the prosecution alleged that she had been responsible for as many as 40 deaths she admitted to one murder told the police her motive was a lingering resentment regarding her own mother's treatment of her then on march 31st she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary including 11 separate counts of murder she was sentenced to 759 years in prison since sentences imposed in mexican courts are generally served concurrently uh, but the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60 years. So she will most likely serve the full prison sentence. Good. Um, she'll, they believe she'll serve the full 60 years, but she would be have to be paroled regardless in 2058. But she would be 100 at the time. Okay, so, so I, feel will, like, I feel like probably, probably spend her whole life in prison. Probably naturally die in prison. If, if good Lord willing and the creek don't rise look at you what are you 90 yes <laughs> what are you 90 yes 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 i am actually thank you and that tis my story of the old lady killer so yeah i've definitely heard of it and i totally didn't even like put it together until you were like a female wrestler and i'm like oh yeah this bitch <laughs> uh but yeah that's good jobs good jobs we're like international this week Oh, thank you. You're just too kind. International serial colors. International. I'm ready for you to tell me a story now. Are you? I mean, we'll see. You know I don't have a good attention span, but I'm always ready for you to tell me a story. Which is why I'm like, maybe I should go first, because by the time <laughs> I go, you are like in your own world. You don't have to pay attention anymore. You're done. You're done for the day. <laughs> And then you're like side tangent for a day and a half, and hey, then we had quite a few side tangents in my story. I'm aware, and I acknowledged every single one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, that was out of nowhere. Okay, go on. Okay, I'm ready. I'm oh. ready and willing to hear your story. All right, I'm gonna tell you about Jorgen Barch. Jorgen. 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 Uh, so that's a fun yeah. name, <laughs> right? So he was born on November 6th of 1946. What were you doing? 1940. This is like the same time as last time. Um, I was. It's my favorite I'm question to ask you. <laughs> I want off the top of the head. What were you? 1946. I was just getting out of my military duty as a nurse and um, trying to reacclimate to society. Okay. That was boring, but okay. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> That's what I got. I got to think of something different every day. It's two weeks in a row that it's like the same time period. I'm like, <laughs> it can't be a pinup model again. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to ask you where you... Doing? No, because it's the same answer every time and I'm not going to ask you. What if it's a different answer? Because it's not going to be. It is. I have one. Okay. Where were you? I was a fighter pilot. Oh, were you? Yeah. You, you think you were in 1946? What? Do you, would you rather... You, what, you think I can only be a whore in a brothel? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> so, he was born Carl Heinz Sadaronsky. It's hard to say. I'm kind of glad it's Barsh now. Like, I don't have to keep saying. It's like Sadrozinski. Sadrozinski. I'm just still on how do we get from Jorgen to or Carl to Jargon. <laughs> it I'll explain it in the next couple 
couple paragraphs. Oh, okay. So, Sorry for being curious. Well, turn off your... You know what killed the cat? Curiosity. Also, Curiosity killed the fucking cat. It also made the kittens. Um, That's fair and probably killed those cats too. <laughs> <laughs> whip them in the weeds! <laughs> Grandma, just whip them in the weeds. Just whip it in the weeds. Uh, so he was born in Essen, Germany. So this is literally the sentence that I just tried to say. Born November 6, 1946, as Karl Heinz Sandrich in Essen, Germany. And that's how long it took me to say it. <laughs> I had questions. Fuck off. Continue. So uh, he was born an uh, illegitimate child whose mother died of tuberculosis when he was only five months old. Okay. Um, after that, he was raised by nurses in the hospital where she was at because she had tuberculosis like right after he was born and ended up dying when he was five months old um at 11 months old he was adopted by a butcher and his wife in langenberg apparently this was also like verbit langenberg at some one point or velbert langenberg but anyway so their names they named him jorgen barsh because their last name was barsh okay so his adopted mother gertrude another sweet Gertrude Gertie Gertie (laughs) she was OCD like legitimately OCD and was fixated on cleanliness Jesse well (laughs) no just kidding Jesse I love you P.S. it's not cleanliness it's things being straight (laughs) and her sheets being tucked (laughs) um I love you Jesse but you know it's true and it's gotten better (laughs) it's gotten better she so okay sidebar because we were talking about jesse when we lived together she legitimately would wake up in the middle of the night to retuck her sheets and go back to sleep because she couldn't go back to sleep knowing that they weren't tucked the right way <laughs> yeah nothing gets between me and sleep <laughs> i can't say the same i never sleep uh anywho so he wasn't allowed to play with any other kids because they were dirty according to gert dirty (laughs) gertrude also didn't want other children to know that he was adopted for some reason i don't know if there was stigma to it because they weren't able to have kids and that's why they adopted him you know oh so it was like a secret so as a small child he was often found with scars and bruises um so he was abused he was beaten by his mother she was like a disciplinarian on top of her like ocd tendencies she sounds like Uh, a real bitch yeah and there is also okay so what i'm gonna skip that because i bring it up later um at (laughs) i was like wait we're gonna skip that because i talk about it later and i don't want to have to reiterate again at eight years old he was reportedly sexually abused by a cousin who was 13 um at the age of 10 he started school his parents thought that the school wasn't sufficiently strict and so they moved him to a catholic boarding school at the age of 12 and apparently this school discouraged having friendships because they thought that it led to homosexual relationships (laughs) like uh okay so while he was at this catholic school it's reported that he was sexually abused by a priest who was also one of his teachers. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so this teacher also told Jorgen detailed and grotesque stories about medieval torture. So like, I feel like it ingrained some like weird sadistic thing in his head, you know? Are you kidding? Um, yeah. Jorgen was also sexually assaulted by other students for the two-year stint at this school so this is what happens when boys only have boys at their school (laughs) that is not what happens (laughs) i'm just saying it's fucking weird i'm not actually saying that's a thing but i'm saying what the fuck i don't like it so you jorgen's adopted i take it back all right geez (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. Um, so Jorgen's adoptive father, Earnhardt, or Earhart, Earn, no, it's Earnhardt. Like Dale? Uh, maybe, but it's Barsh. 
it's like his first name is Earnhardt Farsh. Earnhardt. Earnhardt, maybe? That sounds better. Earn. Yeah. Sounds more German. Um, was a butcher and wanted it to be like a family career. So he was encouraging Jorgen into being a butcher. Oh, that's... I know. When Jorgen was still like in his early teens, he had bought a second butcher shop so that Jorgen could take it over when he became an adult, like when he was old enough to do it. Okay. Um, And until then, his mother was going, Gert was going to be running it. So with a lack of better words basically he ran free because they were constantly busy with their two shops yeah so he kind of did whatever he wanted to and didn't have a lot of like adult supervision once he got out of at like 12 when he got out of uh that boarding school or 14 because he was started at 12 Mm -hmm. when he got out of that boarding school he kind of just did whatever he wanted to with no parental supervision he'd help at the shops but that's about it um this being clean practice though like his mom being as crazy as she is she'd bathe him or watch him wash himself until he was 19 years old ew uh yeah it's freaking weird and then in one thing that i read it said that she sexually assaulted him i don't know like abused him i don't know if it's like just an assumption because she like washed him until she was he was like basically an adult you know or what but it was only in one place so I'm not gonna say that's a definitive thing yeah uh anyway and another thing that I had read is that he slept between his parents every Saturday night until he was like in his late teens too why I don't know that's why I'm like did they like abuse him too and that was like their routine as that's the night you know I don't know fucking I don't know makes me uncomfortable to think about so Jorgen spent a lot of time alone in his teams because of his parents being busy Mm -hmm. this is when his main person that like watched him was his grandmother so his grandmother was like abusive abusive not like super you know like she locked him in a cellar basically for his she put him in the chokey. Yeah, like two, three nights a week, he would be stuck in this like dirt floor cellar for just just lock him in there when he'd get in trouble or when she couldn't watch him or he did something or whatever. <laughs> um, so Jorgen didn't want to be a butcher. Imagine that. He didn't really like the slaughtering of animals, like he didn't like the blood and guts of it. Um, but ironically he is the killer in the story so i thought that he might be yeah apparently you like to slaughter humans not animals there is like okay there's a difference (laughs) apparently okay weird but you're was pretty fucking cute ew like i'll have to show you a picture though like it's not good to think that but fact he is okay facts um so at age 14 he committed his first sexual assault luring a local boy to a secluded area and forcing him to undress and tying him up uh the boy escaped and told his father what happened and they called the police uh somehow jorgen convinced the police that he was just messing around like it was a game and the kid just took it wrong or whatever and uh, he wasn't arrested and he wasn't like detained at all it was just they basically interviewed him on the street when they went to talk to him about it um so like nothing happened not even like a slap on the wrist type of thing happened there Mm -hmm. so on march 31st of 1962 about a year after that uh klaus jan who was eight years old went to a fair in downtown essen germany and vanished disappeared they have no idea like they yeah it was like he got there and nobody even saw him leave um even with the searches that were done they did it a few times over space large amount of space and they found nothing uh klaus was jorgen's neighbor and so the father of the boy who had been sexually assaulted by him 
a year earlier was like hey check this guy out because he's a fucking creep yeah he's like he's a fucking grosso grosso um grosso (laughs) such a grosso god you're so grosso josie Uh, grosie Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. What a what a nerd. Well, it's not Josie and the Pussycats. Josie Grossy? You know. It's never What's... been kissed. Drew Barrymore? Yeah, but I thought they said something about it in Josie and the Pussycats, so that made me think of that because they because she's Josie. They're like Josie Grousey. I don't know if they're making fun of No, never that's it's from Never Been Kissed that they call her that's her. Yeah. They don't I know that Josie too. Pussycats. Yeah, they do. No. No, no, whatever. I didn't realize you wrote the script for Josie and the Pussycats. Little known fact, I did. Just (laughs) just so everybody's aware. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I got to find my spot now because I like looked up and we were having a conversation. (laughs) So, but even with this father, like bringing up his name and being like, hey, you should look into this guy. There was no physical evidence leading to him. Nobody had seen him at that fair or anything. So they really couldn't do anything about it other than this guy's like, I don't like him. This happened because he didn't get arrested or anything for that. So, mm-hmm. so what actually happened to poor Klaus was 15 year old Jorgen lured him to a cave that had been converted to an air raid shelter for world war ii a few people knew about it and it was hidden really well like it was grown Mm -hmm. over and everything so you couldn't even tell that there was an opening there unless you knew it was there yeah excuse me um anyway so he brought him there so i just I don't like it. So just because it's kids and I don't have any details because I don't want to like get too deep in it. But like, so he killed him and he left his body there. Then later that evening, he came back and he just like looked at his body for a couple hours and then mutilated it (gasps) and then buried it in the floor of the cave. Oh, like that. It just grosses me out because like, can you imagine? No, I can't. Mm-mm. I'm going to answer that myself. I can't imagine killing anybody, let alone doing all that junk to it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. So every day, like that. right? Every day for three years, he tried to lure boys to this air shelter like it was his new thing. But he had no luck. Like nobody would go with him for three years. Um, on August 6th of 1965, he met a 13-year-old boy named Peter Foch. Foch? Um, I want to say Fox, but that's not right. Uh, anyway, so he met him at a train station and he brought him to the air raid shelter. I'm wondering if he like, cause it didn't give like details. Cause I guess they don't necessarily know mm-hmm. exactly, but I wonder if he was like, I have this cool air raid shelter that nobody knows about. You should come look at it with me. Like it would make sense. Like what right preteen teen boy wouldn't be like well that's fucking sweet let's go look at it that's fucking cool let's do it right so he brought him to the air raid shelter and killed him and then eight days later he brought 11 year old elric holrise to your to the air raid shelter from a fair and peter's body was still just laying there (gasps) on the floor of the air raid shelter so when they got there Jorgen tortured the boy, killed him, and then after he had killed him, he dismembered both of the bodies, which eight-day-old body, um, and buried them both under the floor of the air raid shelter. Um, Almost, like, eight months later, Manfred Grassman um, who was 11 year old, 11, 11 years old. Oh my gosh. I don't know why that was hard to say. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He disappeared from a fair in Essen also. That seemed to be like his thing. Like he'd go to these like gatherings mm-hmm. and 
find some kid that would come with him and then just like walk into the woods and they'd never be seen again oh i don't like and that so as always he brought this uh man free kid to the cave and killed him and then, so six weeks later he lured another boy named peter frosick which peter seems to be like a hot name at this time apparently because his one of his first victims was peter mm-hmm. so he peter was 16 he brought him to the shelter he beat him he forced him to undress and then Jorgen tied him up and attempted to sodomize him. Uh, but it was unsuccessful. I don't know if Peter just fought enough to where he couldn't, was, wasn't able to manage Blenched. it. Yeah. So, okay. I don't, I, <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate you for saying that. <laughs> I hate everything about what I just fucking said. After it like sunk in, I was like, I, oh no, I said it. And then you did it. And then I went, what did I just fucking say? That was, ugh. <laughs> God. So, anyway. So Jorgen told Peter that he was going to go home and eat dinner. And he'd be back. Ick. Yeah. So he left Peter there, tied and tied up in the cave. But... He made a fatal mistake. <gasps> he left a burning candle in the cave, too. Oh, you fucking moron. Yeah, so Peter... I mean, I mean good, but also... Come on. Come on, dude. Uh, So Peter was able to burn the ropes, untie himself. Uh, So he ran into town. And he went to the police officers and was like hey this just happened you know still fucking naked mind you like he ran straight into town right at first the police didn't really believe him they thought maybe something happened and he was causing trouble you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. your year old boy like pulling "Mm." a prank or something yeah but they thought it was just like too outlandish but he managed to convince them and the very next day because it was night obviously dinner Mm -hmm. um so the very next day the police went to the air raid shelter and they were baffled with what they found like when they came in they found obviously there was still a body i believe no because he buried the other one anyway so they walked in and there were like the kids shoes were still all in the cave so it was just like a sporadic amount of children's shoes like young boy shoes um thrown all about and then after digging into the floor they found the four bodies of the boys Mm -hmm. that he had killed and buried Mm -hmm. after this discovery the police reached out and asked people to come forward if they had seen anything at these fairs if they had known anything if they heard anything like they reached out to the public basically and are just like we have this we have the description from this kid but they don't know this other guy so (laughs) you know so they found that three of the four boys had been seen last at fairs okay Um, the police were banking on somebody coming forward and saying that they had seen them with an older teen because that was the description from peter Mm -hmm. um and possibly even just like a straight-up id because it's not like a huge place yeah if someone sees him with somebody they'd be like oh yeah that's the that's the whatever kid you know it's like well he's around all the time he's the butcher's kid right um so there were actually quite a few people that just called in and straight up said that it was Jorgen like they saw him with the kid before they went missing but then like so Jorgen was like this quiet kid that everybody looked at as very unassuming he was Mm -hmm. like so anyway we'll probably I think get into it so I won't go too far ahead and then have to backtrack yeah Jorgen was arrested and he admitted to the murders And in his confession, he said over the past five years, since he was the age 15, he had tried to lure hundreds of boys to this air raid shelter. He literally went out day after day after day. If there was something going on in town, he was going there to get these kids to try to come bring them back, which tells you 
being there were only five victims like these kids i you know they were smart like some mm-hmm. of these kids that he tried to lure were like nah no nah, dude you're weird. he must Get have given here. off a vibe i think so i mean he had to have so, so he was a very quiet kid well-behaved well-mannered like nobody would have expected him to do anything like this so when he the first time that the sexual assault happened um and he told the police that it was just a game like we weren't doing anything like da, 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 da. they <laughs> believed him because of that i think yeah he was just this unassuming kid that everybody's like i mean he's just there like he's not really even somebody anybody thinks about mm-hmm. so anywho um after his arrest he had <clears throat> had to have additional security with the police officers to protect him because an angry mob of germans is nothing you want to fuck with no. let's be honest <laughs> they straight up were like we're gonna lynch him if we can get to him right and so they had like extra security walking him every place. He was one mm-hmm. of those things, one of the ones that like had to be surrounded by people in the, you know, in the trial room and, and yeah. like, yeah. So in 1967, he was convicted on all counts, including the attempted murder of Peter. And he was given five year, five lifetime sentences. He appealed his sentences and in 1971, they were reduced. He was only 15 when he started doing the killing so they gave him the max sentence for a minor which was 10 years in prison Ooh, come on germany i know so then he so (laughs) i'm just saying i'm not saying it's good i'm also saying not mad about it at the end so uh then he would be sent to a psych hospital after that. So they were like, you can do this much time, but then you need to go to a psych hospital until they okay you saying that you're Mm not going to kill again. Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, The, the priest that had supposedly sexually abused him while he was in Catholic school was charged with sex crimes. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was eventually acquitted because this like statute, limitation type of deal whatever it is in germany had basically Mm. passed so he couldn't spend spend any time but basically they were like you obviously did it but we can't really do anything about it um while in prison jorgen had met a lady pen pal so in 1974 while he still was behind bars they got married um jorgen didn't want to stay in the psych hospital and he actually volunteered to get castrated in order to go out because get rid of like the hormones that made him a sexual deviant basically is what their thought was Um, so they castrated him well on april 28th 1976 jorgen died during his castration surgery um at the age of 29 there was a problem with the anesthesia and there was a problem with the anesthesia (laughs) and this is what i'm wondering i'm wondering if it wasn't like if it was semi-intentional because apparently this doctor had done the same mistake with a few other people that he had done surgeries on and he actually ended up getting sentenced to nine months for it so i don't know if there was like yeah he um, was like this guy is gonna die yeah i'm just you're just gonna you're just dead right no more well that's not creepy at all considering i have to have surgery soon well you know here's the thing things have come a long way since 74 in germany so (laughs) let's just have they though I mean, I would say so. They reconstructed your bionic ankle. Don't think that would have happened. You don't know. I might know. (laughs) They would have tried to put a bunch of metal shit in it in the 70s and then had, like, nickel poisoning or something. (laughs) I might know. (laughs) But yeah, so that's the story of Jorgen Barsh. Well, I'm glad he's dead. I know. I Ooh. Jeez, I keep forgetting it's connected to this table. Aggressive woman. That wasn't even aggressive. It was real gentle. And just. 
Um, no, that's why I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel kind of bad saying it, but also not. I'm it. I mean, karma. Karma's a bitch. Mm-hmm. You're a piece but of yeah. shit. I had never heard of that. And then when I like hit the end, I was like, this is kind of, I don't want to say run of a mill, but it's not like soup, nothing like super weird about it. Yeah. Then I hit the end and I was like, kind of weird. Well, that's kind of odd. <laughs> they castrated him? No, they didn't. They killed him instead. No, they killed him. <laughs> oh, they God. killed him through the junk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Your face. Oh, <laughs> they killed him through the junk. Uh, oh, boy. What you got? You got any, uh, any things to share? I do. Always have things to share with you. What should I tell you? Share me, share me. I got a new one this week. So I have my Cruella Deville picture on one of the dating apps just because my makeup was on fucking point. Costume was top notch. And just first of all, this is this dude's profile picture. That is just your face, (laughs) and you look high as shit. And he said, wow, so sexy. Zexy? It's not a word, sir. <laughs> baby. So baby. sexy, baby. It's spelled sexy, Z-E-X-Y. Zexy. Way to stand out with your misspelling. No thank you. Uh, I'll never okay. forget that zexy moment. Zexy. Um, some dude who's 40 messaged me slap that ass (laughs) that's his opening message whoa slap that ass slap that ass thank you i don't know how to respond to this i don't know if i like that (laughs) slap that ass (laughs) slap that ass um here's another message this guy introduces himself with his name I'm very thankful, very determined. Love to build mentally. I treat women with the utmost respect. My beautiful mother installed that principle. I want to be the one to lay out the red carpet for you and put moves that will elevate us both, then lay you out. You supper bad. I think you could match my swag. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Honey, I'm above and beyond your swag. Please learn how to spell. All right, goodbye. (laughs) You supper supper bad. Supper bad. (laughs) What do you want more of? Supper. So that's what I always think of. (laughs) There's more peas because you want more supper. (laughs) This guy, I don't know if he was trying to be clever or if he just can't spell. But he said, you need some, and spelled it S-U-M, company, and he spelled it (laughs) C-U-M-P-A-N-Y. Are you trying to be, is that a sexual innuendo, sir? What the fuck? What the fuck? I told you the old and creepy one. I just reopened that. I'm like, God, that's amazing. (laughs) Sorry, I'm old and creepy. Hey, lady, you seem fun. (laughs) Sorry, I'm old and creepy. Damn, you look thick. Makes me want to get a taste. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not only a comment on the thick, you want to taste the thick. All right. All right. Yeah. I noted. I want to put a baby in you. It's always a good line to start with. <laughs> no, I thank want, you. I want to fill you with my baby juice. Hi there, mama. I must say you hot. Mama, say you hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay, all right. So, Whatever, dude. Do. Yeah, I think we'll just sit there. We'll or just stop. Just let that marinate there. We're just gonna let that marinate. But um, all right. Should we wrap this bitch up? Wrap this bitch up. Sure. Tell me the things. What should they share? What should they prescribe? Prescribe? Subscribe to? 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. ISW the podcast at gmail.com. We're not on Twitter a lot. I'm not on Twitter like at all since I switched phones. I haven't even signed back into it because I don't use it. We don't you know? like Twitter. I thought I didn't like it and then I used it and then I knew I didn't like it. So now I just like don't do it. But we do have one. There is one. Probably, I mean, you should probably sign back in just to make sure we haven't gotten any like hacked. Yeah, or DMs or something. Oh, fuck. Shit. Oh, yeah, maybe. Goddamn jackass. Is that a, is that a thing? Um, like, people talk to us? Yeah, what? no. People don't like us. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're here. We're, we're here. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. So, uh, spread the word. And spread yourselves. Just wide. As wide as you can. Just spread yourself all over. But wear a Six mask. feet away. Six feet away. Spread yourself six feet away. Just, just splash yourself at somebody. Show hey. your tits. Hey, show your tits. <laughs> um, and then wear a mask and wash your goddamn hands. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna end every episode from now on with wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. I don't know why we have to remind you. I don't know why we have to keep reiterating this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you on the flip side. Motherfucker! Motherfucker!